When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen, um, promise me you won't freak out, but there's no episode of Sexy Beasts this week. I know what you're thinking. Well, Tony, if there's no episode of Sexy Beasts, then how am I listening to you right now? Have I gone insane? Yes. And so I'm going to give you a couple of numbers here, depending on your postcode, um, where you can seek professional help. Um... No, look, it's my fault. Um, Just a very insanely busy, crazy week and just couldn't find the time, scheduling time that would work um, to to get an episode out. It's my fault. It's my fault. I'm the one. If this was a divorce, you know, Jago has been doing his thing. He's been a loving mother. I have just had eyes on another woman or man or someone who doesn't assign gender and I've changed and you know we love you so much but we're just taking a one week break um, because I have been a zutsy boy nasty man I don't know what I'm talking about but what I'm going to give you is a little courtesy just to fucking have something because God knows you need to plug in those ear holes Jesus those dark thoughts or, you know, and you know what? Fucking getting the bus sucks and getting, you know, transport sucks and doing housework sucks and going to the gym sucks. So it's nice to have something in your ears and, you know, for part of your schedule, 35 to 40 minutes. And we have taken that from you. And I took it from him. So I've taken that from you. This is fucking, you probably find this so annoying. You probably bet you, bet you rather, right, I wish he hadn't even said anything. Just give me the silence, because this is shit. But no, I understand, we understand how important routines are to people. Um, and the last thing we'd want is you just, you know, getting onto your podcast provider and there being nothing there for you. So this is a formal apology. But I'm going to give you something as well. I'm going to give you a sexy little freak encounter. This is actually a freak encounter that probably would be too long to do um, on an episode. So, got to fucking do that shit for you right now. So, um, as soon as I can find it on my phone here somewhere. Oh, here we go. So, this one comes in uh, from Connor Moore, friend of the show, former artist of the show. We do love you, Connor. Uh, and uh, he got this. From uh, his brother-in-law, John, who took the time to type out and craft this beautifully, gorgeously worded um, freak encounter, thus saving this interim episode. So here we go. This is called The House on a Hoth Road. (laughs) Um, It was Christmas, 1985. The whole family on my mother's side were gathered in my granny's house in Kulak. 
drinks and chat while Neil Diamond's The Jazz Singer soundtrack played in the background. I sat behind the couch and picked my nose as I played with my new box of Lego. I had a clear view into the hall and up the stairs through the glass panelled wall, very 70s. The conversation was fluid up to a point. Then someone mentioned the house on the Hoth, on the Hoth Road. Oh, that place, said Uncle Tony. The silence that followed caught my attention and I looked out from my hiding place. That was a mad place, someone said, breaking the silence. Yes, added my granny. We had to get out of there. I got the feeling this was the first time anyone had addressed the subject. They all looked frightened. Over the next hour, each of them recounted their experience. I don't think they knew I was listening. My Aunt Claire spoke of how she'd go to bed and wake in the early hours, feeling the blankets tighten around her. She used to think there was a man under the bed with his arms stretched wide, pulling the covers towards, towards his core in an attempt to suffocate her. She'd scream, but nothing would come out. A classic tale of sleep paralysis, but the interesting thing was that each morning after these occurrences, the room would be filled with the scent of fresh orange peel. Mad stuff. I was transfixed. Snots and Lego forgotten, the fire crackled in the background as Neil Diamond waited for his tape to be flipped. Then my mother spoke about how she used to share the box room with her grandmother, Granny Sandal. She recounted how she'd wake up sometimes and stare at the moonlight falling from a freestanding wardrobe at the end of the bed. Sometimes she thought she saw a face staring back at her in the glowing grain. One time she woke up and saw Granny Sandal sitting at the end of her bed. Granny Sandal was old and she used to get up several times throughout the night so this was no surprise. As consciousness slowly washed the slumber from my mother's mind, she began to focus and she quickly realised that the figure at the end of the bed was no resemblance to Granny Sandal. The back of the head, the hair, the night garments, all different. My mother spun around in their bed, only to see the true form of Granny Sandal fast asleep in the bed next to her. Primal fear took hold as she turned back to the end of the bed. Nothing. Nobody there. Only the moonlit face on the wardrobe staring back at her. My grandmother stood up and tossed a, side, a load of coal into the scuttling, from the scuttle into the dying fire. She sat back down without comment. Then my Uncle Tony spoke. He looked terrified, gaunt, as if each word leaving his lips served self-exsanguination. He recalled walking into his bedroom one winter's evening. The cold white street light poured the cold white street light poured through the wide bay windows, painting the wall with a monotone. His subconscious mind ordered him to cross the room and draw the curtain. As he did so, he was greeted by the figure of an old woman staring back at him, one floor up, standing, apparently in mid-air, staring back at him. The whites of her eyes blood red, the corneas black. I gasped, but nobody took notice. It sounds odd, but they all looked relaxed and terrified at the same time, as if there was nothing alarming about the tales that filled the air. Upon further discussion, it was agreed that the garb of the woman, that that the garb on the woman was the same as the one at the end of my mother's bed. <sighs> Fucking shit! Jesus Christ! As the morning wore on, more stories were freed, and the atmosphere never really returned to how it was. 
before the mention of the Hoth Road. Neil Diamond didn't get a second set. I learned at some point afterwards there was an unspoken, unanimous and obvious decision to move house. They ended up in Kulak in the house where they, which we sat in that Christmas. It seemed that the type of, it seemed that this type of trouble has the ability to follow its subjects. My grandmother spoke then. After they moved, she was hanging out the washing, drip drying my grandfather's shirts overnight for the week ahead. As she turned back to the house, she spotted a spectral figure self-lit, glowing through the glass panels of the greenhouse at the end of the garden. She saw the garb and the hair, and above all, she recalled the eyes staring back at her, almost vocal in their blood-red intensity. And just as quick, the figure dissolved into the spectral, specular reflection of the kitchen light of the glass panels. It was then my grandfather's turn. Later in the early hours of the following day, as he had balanced the garage's books by the week, he sipped a brandy in the front room, the same room I sat in now. He looked up and through the glass-paneled wall. He saw the figure of my grandmother glide up the stairs. Fuck. Molly, he called, you're up. The figure continued uninterrupted and disappeared around the bend into, into the landing. Molly, my grandfather called again. He stood up. He stood up, drained his glass, and followed her up the stairs. He heard the bathroom door close as he stood up, the light bleeding through the gaps in the door frame. He asked if everything was okay. The toilet flushed, and then silence. Then my grandmother from behind touched his arm and sleepily asked what he was up to. My grandfather's heart jumped sideways out of his chest, and after a moment he mustered up some courage and burst through the bathroom door. Nobody there, only the sound of the cistern refilling. The next day, Granny Sandal was dead. My grandfather fell silent and nobody spoke for some time. We were put in the car soon afterwards and I remember staring out the street la- streetlights all the way home to Donamede. I don't know if I slept well that night. I was too young. Some weeks later, I stood in front of the ironing board as my mother tackled the large basket of, was- of washing. Ma'am, I asked, do you believe in ghosts? Yes, she said. But don't ever be scared when you see one because they can't harm you. My nipples. My nipples could cut glass. Oh my God. There's not even anyone here in this room to comfort me. That's fucked up. But that's awesome. And you know what? I reckon that a lot of people listening have similar stories. Come on. There's a weird house. There's a weird house in your family. There's weird shit going on. Please do send in your freak encounters at sexybeastpod at gmail.com or sexybeastpod at gmail.com or sexybeastpod on all the social. Listen, I am so sorry I had to disrupt your local pod, your regular fucking whatever podcast listening. Um, But business as usual next week. And I love you so much, as does Jago. Your mammy and I love you very much, okay? Mammy and daddy are just being silly, okay? Mammy and daddy are just being silly. Yo, you got that sexy beast. You're just so sexy. Are you a Loch Ness Monster? 
Are oh, oh, you Bigfoot, cryptid, supernatural vampires, banshees, Tony and Jago? Oops, there's a Wendigo. Hey, 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 come on after me. Who the fuck said you could laugh at me, smack with me? With a Bigfoot dick you could slap with me? Blasphemy. You could uh, come at me with a Bigfoot dick and Loch Ness Monster pussy. Baby, sexy beast.